Thanks for joining us. This is Leading Life Together. group of husbands, dads, and we even have one grandpa. And we're certainly not all the same, but we do share one thing, and that is the love of God. Join us as we talk about leading life together. I will climb from this valley That was our buddy Channing Stockman. Thanks a lot, man, for letting us use that tune. That was Valley Low off his album Kingdom. Go find the band on Facebook. That's Channing Stockman Music right there on Facebook. Also, buy a track on iTunes. This one right here is pretty awesome. All right, leading life together. We got John and Pete here again. And I kind of want to start before we get going. I wanted to make sure that people understood we're in the middle of kind of a what we might call a series, and we're talking about what perceived rules that churches might have and how really those rules shouldn't affect you for being able to go to church and not feel like you can't walk in the doors. And so, John, do you have a, a scripture for us? Yeah, the specific scripture is uh, found in John chapter 8, verse 7. Um, let me give a little bit of context to it. Christ is sitting in the uh, temple and he's teaching, and uh, a bunch of religious leaders come up to him with a woman that's been caught in adultery, and they say, the, the law of Moses says that we should stone this woman. What do you say? They were saying this to test him so they might have grounds for accusing him. But Jesus stooped down and he wrote with his finger on the ground. When they persisted in asking him, he straightened up and said to them, He who was without sin among you, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. So, uh, and uh, some commentaries say that, that, were, that the verb that they use, that they translate, who is without sin, actually is who is without this sin. So, uh, Jewish law held that if, uh, if someone was caught in adultery, they were to be stoned, which means killed by throwing rocks at them. Mm. So they're using the Old Testament, trying to, trying to basically say this girl should be murdered. Correct. Uh, but the, the, the one, one question, where was the guy? Because it usually takes two yeah. to, to, have, <laughs> to have someone caught in adultery. There had to be someone else there with her. But Christ said, you, you know, turn, turn, didn't turn the law of Moses around didn't change what the commandments were because there's the commandment that says thou shalt not commit adultery so there that that is scriptural it's it's twice in the old testament and and uh leviticus and in deuteronomy so it, it is it is a one of the one of the ten commandments but his his change on that if you want to call it a change was you know that we need to have the reality that none of us are without sin and just because we're wanting to pick on a specific sin and say whoa this one is bad wait a minute they they all are bad any sin no matter what it is like i said in the, in one of the uh podcasts that we did a little bit ago that even if all you've ever done in your whole life is steal one piece of gum all right you, you have committed sin and therefore you are not right with god and as a result, you deserve death. So, and the only way to get you right play with by God, those rules. Yeah, <laughs> the, the only way the only way to get right with God is to realize that you have sin in your life and to ask for forgiveness for that. I mean, it's it's a very simple thing to do, but we get wrapped up in all the nuances of it, 
And we always want to look at someone and say, what you've done yeah. is oh so bad. What I've done, oh, that's, that's nothing. I haven't really done anything wrong. But what you did yeah. and norm, normally yeah. falls into the category of how could I, you know, I could never have done what you did. So obviously it must be really bad if you did it because, you know, it's something that wouldn't have, have affected me. So. Yeah, that's you're you're 100 correct there, John. There's a lot a lot of times, you know, um, you know, a, a sin is a sin. Doesn't matter if it's uh, you know, uh, lusting after someone or stealing a piece of bubble gum or um, you know, quote unquote, telling a white lie, uh, you know, things like that. So, uh, you know, in, in my experience, uh, I've I've been on that side of the fence where I want to say, hey, mine's not as bad as yours, you know, and and that makes me look like a better person or feel like a better person and definitely through the last few years of, of just kind of learning about scripture and being around uh, people to help explain it it's helped open my eyes and open my heart and my mind to uh, people that may or may not be going through something you know or or you know, hopefully it, their ears can hear that hey you know don't don't judge that person over there because you may not be exactly innocent yourself. So, you know, just be kind and, and gentle with people. And, and so this kind of really rings true, uh, with me is, as you were reading that scripture, you know, he who, um, has sinned can cast the first stone or who hasn't can cast the first stone at this, this woman caught in adultery. And, uh, you know, I, I'm really glad. Can I just say that we don't play by those rules anymore? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had my own experience, um, uh, I don't even know, four or five years ago now, um, where, um, I had, had been caught in a situation like that, um, um, straying, if you will, uh, not physically, but emotionally. And, um, you know, I didn't think, you know, at the time, oh, that's not that bad. That's, you know, um, you know, I had, I had every excuse in the book. Uh, but the, the fact of the matter was I wasn't taking those, um, uh, deep questions and concerns and conversations that a man and a woman should be having together, uh, spouse, not somebody else's spouse or vice versa. Um, and realizing how damaging those effects could be. And so I'm really glad that nobody was casting stones at me. Um, because, uh, it, it takes a while. And so, um, to, to learn from it and to heal from it and to work through those. Uh, but, you know, by the grace of God, our our uh, marriage has been restored, and uh, the trust in one another has been restored, and uh, I'm forever grateful for that because it, uh, you know, <laughs> could have destroyed uh, the family. That's awesome, and and I'm kind of wondering, based on mm -hmm. the timeline, uh, did this hap ha did this sort of thing happen? Uh, Maybe because there was alcohol involved too, or or, or that had nothing to do with it. <laughs> no, no, no. That had that had a lot to do with yeah. it. So, um, kind of the last couple of podcasts, and and uh, you know, I very much was living by the flesh of the world and and not thinking about my eternal life. Um, and so, I like to go out and I would have uh, quite a few drinks. Uh, I was drinking a lot and. Uh, having a lot of, uh, flirtatious behavior with people that I shouldn't, should not have been. And, um, you know, being a sober mind, I would not have been doing that. 
So, uh, yeah. That- they can cross paths like that. I mean, that's the thing is these rules – yeah, you can still come to church, but don't forget that a lot of times they feed on each other too, right? Oh, big time. Yeah, one one leads right into the other, right into the other. And, and you know, commonly you'll hear people say, man, I don't even know how I got here. I don't even know how this happened, which was very much um, how, how uh, it happened for me where it was just like, wow, you know, um, I was trying to have a connection uh, with somebody and just and, and be transparent. And then it turns into something else and something else and something else. And next thing you know, you're like, what the heck? I mean, this this is nowhere where this should be. I think that's the biggest problem that people don't understand uh, with uh, flirtation or just any sort of relationship outside your marriage. You got to walk a very thin line because that that's what Pete's saying is there is a progression to that. If, if you know, you have to know where that thin line is because it's very easy to cross that line if you're not paying attention, and definitely if. There's other factors, like you mentioned the alcohol, too. So, John, what do you say about this? John's kind of our uh, – I listen to a podcast called Mixed Mental Arts, and one of the hosts is like this really crazy smart guy, and he likes to just kind of sit back, and he listens to these other two people talk who were very smart themselves, and then he kind of just puts this awesome cap on the on the conversation. And so – That's uh, John. John. Yeah, that's John for us. So. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I I I have I have nowhere left to go but down. I am sure. So, um, well, I had I had I had pulled up another scripture because there's a there's more to uh, to this than just you know having having a relationship with uh, with someone else. Uh, this is coming from Matthew chapter five, and it's Christ speaking again. He says, "You have heard that it is said, you shall not commit adultery, but I say to you that everyone that everyone who has looked at a woman with lust." for her and has already committed adultery with her in his heart. And it's one of those things that we do talk about, um, about guarding our hearts. That's a good scripture. That's really uh, good. And for, I, it, it seems to be much more for, for us guys. Um, although our culture is, is doing everything it can to make it just as difficult for women as it, as it is for us guys. Um, but we, we seem to have a problem with, with, watching and wanting to see and going oh wait a minute um yeah there there are skimpy swimsuits for guys but if you look at most guys on the beach they're wearing board shorts amen most, <laughs> most <laughs> yes but, sir but, but but the industry for for that same thing for ladies is not board shorts mm-hmm. it's it's much more revealing whether it is uh tighter or whether it's smaller whichever you know that and that's playing directly to to and our the single guys say amen <laughs> <laughs> but the uh that that plays to to our makeup of of we're 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 extraordinarily visual we like to we like to 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 look and usually women are the ones that are wanting something that's a deeper relationship yeah uh where with guys especially young guys it can be a very very shallow <laughs> very very shallow <laughs> so and it's, it's it starts it, and it starts early on us um but you know, like i said culture has, has really been working to change to change that and i don't it's not for the better at all it's not yeah. for the better but uh culture's been working to change that to try to have women in the, in the same boat that the, we guys are in so it's it's one of those things where we've got to be very careful about where our eyes go and try to keep our eyes only for our wives. Now, are we, 
Are we ever going to be perfect at it? I don't believe so. Um, one of our one of our first uh, groups because we, you know, we all met in the same group uh, at our life group for church, and I can't remember who it was that said this. I think uh, it was a guy named Scott uh, was at our group, and and he said he said, and I don't even know if everybody was there yet, uh, but um, he he looks at everybody and he says, "I'm judging all of you right now." He said, I just want to get that off the table. And it was his first thing. <laughs> and we all started laughing. And he's like, don't tell me you're not judging me. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. Uh, it was great. It was, a, it was an icebreaker that we weren't expecting. But that kind of reminds me that, uh, you know, you were talking about the skimpy stuff. I'm not going to tell you that. I'm not going to look. I, I made a joke saying, oh, all the, all, the, yeah. all the single men said amen. But you know what? Uh, I'm not pursuing. And yeah. I'm not doing anything. I would be the craziest person in the world to tell you that I've never looked at a girl in a bathing suit. I mean, that's just ridiculous, right? Mm -hmm. But what John's saying is is that we need to have that relationship with our wife. But last night, I went over to <laughs> the funny story. Uh, <laughs> so uh, the kids and the wife went to uh, to a movie night at, at school, and, and I said, hey, well, perfect. I'll schedule a podcast. And so I went over to, <laughs> to Anastasia's house to record a podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, with another gal named Stacy, so it's me and these two gals, and my wife didn't even flinch. You know, she's like, "Okay, cool, just you know, let me know when you're heading home." And you know, that's the relationship that we want to have with our wife. I can go over there, yeah. and and she knows I'm going to go have this uh, discussion and and not have to worry about it. You know, and and yeah, did I want to spend time with my wife and kids? Yes, but I also have these hobbies that uh, that require me to do things like that. So. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, John. Where does that fit in scripture? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I the the closest would come would be you know, uh, guarding your heart, mm. um, and it sounds like you know in that in that respect you do uh, that your heart and your eyes are for your wife, and so that that shouldn't be a that shouldn't be a problem. Um, so I, I I think that you're you're on the right path with that, and that's that's one of the things of being transparent with our wives and letting us letting them know where we are. So they can have that confidence in us that we're not doing something outside mm -hmm. the bounds of our marriage. I, I got to say, um, you know, after the last three and a half, four years of, of going through what, what my wife and I have gone through, uh, you know, just the other day, uh, I got a new workout partner. We're at the gym all the time. And, and uh, you know, it's just one of those things, guys working out and there's women in there and they're doing exercises as well. And, and uh, it's just like kind of like being at the beach sometimes where you there's pretty revealing outfits you know that they're wearing and and uh, he said hey you know look at uh, he's hey check that out and i said hey you know what man um i don't do that anymore i was like you know uh, i really try to make a point to not like i mean i'm a guy i'm not blind but i'm not making it a point to um stare and, and kind of and and at at her working out and I tell you what, man, I said, dude, the relationship that I have with my wife now, when I do have like, that's my wife. Like, yeah, wow. Yeah. Let me tell you, um, if you want to bring um, some some heat back to your marriage, if you will, <laughs> try just looking at just your wife, because um, not comparing her to what society says is perfect or what the next magazine or even what the body at, at, the, at the, the gym is telling you, you know, uh, when you see your wife like that and you're only looking at that i'm like let me tell you it's that introduces a whole another level of intimacy back yeah, into the marriage awesome. so that's good stuff and and one thing i wanted to point out too is that that we we can't forget that these types of things yes 
you're absolutely allowed back in the church. There's, there's mm-hmm. nobody's going to say, oh, man, you know, this is like, let's say the person completely uh, went out and had sex with another woman uh, multiple times and, and it went on for three or four years. Go to church. Nobody's telling you you can't go to church. There's no rules that say you can't. You know, you're going to have to work on some stuff. And, and we don't want those relationships to fall apart, especially with the kids involved. Uh, if there's any kids out there, you know, in these mm-hmm. families. And the, and the other thing to think about is that I don't know about you guys, but I get a lot of kind of counseling from church. I mean, I, oh, yeah. I've gone through church and I'm like, gosh, you know, I, something just I've, I've, I've had to work on some things in my head afterwards. Like, OK, I need to sit down and I need to think about what I just heard, because, yeah, maybe I'm not going to change anything right now, this moment, but it's working. It's yeah. working. It's constantly working and making things better. I have a funny, funny uh, story, you know, because we're talking about marriage. Uh, pastor, our pastor said uh, something from from the uh, from the pulpit, I guess. Uh, so, an old word there, but uh, I don't know how else to describe it. Uh, <laughs> from the stage. From the stage. The stage. <laughs> uh, and, he, and he says, uh, he said, you know what? Do yourself a favor sometime. Send your wife a text during the middle of the day yeah. and tell her you're thinking about her. So on Friday, I, I called her because I needed something. <laughs> I thought about her because I needed something, right? <laughs> and so then I sent her a text, and I said, and I just simply said, hey, don't worry about calling me back. I was just calling to say I love you, and I was thinking about you. <laughs> it was just oh, funny. That's awesome. And then I told her afterwards, I'm like, I only sent you that text because Pastor said it on stage. <laughs> but it's all in fun. I was just being funny. I see. That gets, that gets to be a completely different scenario with us because we commute together we work in the same office we work in different departments but you know we we see each other all day long <laughs> i had, i almost have to walk by her desk to go to the lunchroom to get a, uh, to get another cup of water so it's you know kind of one of those things of you know sometimes in that respect you know familiarity can almost breed contempt because we are constantly together there are no kids in our house anymore so there's very few distractions at home so it's you know, get up, get ready for work, drive to work, see each other a lot at work, drive home <laughs> together, have dinner, sit and watch TV for a while. You know, so it's it's kind of one of those things of trying to figure out, okay, okay, how do we do something now in our relationship, like you said, so that it's it's that keeping that spark going. Between, oh, yeah. You know, because thir- thir- 30 years is a long time. <laughs> it oh, really, boy. It really is. And, you know, so that's, that's, that's challenges for – Four years, you get a little bit older. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, but, it, but it happens, grandpa. too. Yeah, yeah, grandpa, grandpa. So. Another thing I want to say, I just remember this, is that uh, my wife has a really close friend, and and she was told she couldn't go back to her church because she had an extramarital relationship oh, and had a kid. There's some, some, there's some things going wrong in her life. Sure. But you think about that from the other side. It's like, what is the worst thing to do to somebody? Mm-hmm. What yeah. you know, you tell them you can't. Okay, here's the one place where you can get that counseling. Not, not even if it's not a real one-on-one counseling, it could be, but you can get all that. You can get you know your friends are there, your family's there, your kids are there, and she's being told she can't go to the church. How how de- demeaning is it? How 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 horrible? It makes a situation worse. Yeah, I've I've got a, a I won't name names or go into people, but a very dear family member. Uh, to me, it's very important to me that um, they were very deeply involved in their church, serving in the church, uh, bringing their kids to the church and for years and years and years and had some 
some marital problems like this that we're talking about. And the church basically said, you can't come back. And I mean, that was 20 years ago. And it, it sucks because I can see that she's excited that we're going to the church. Um, but the, you know, the you can see it like it's almost like yesterday that that, that church, the members of that church told uh, told this person this. And, and you see it on their face where they're like, gosh, I'm so happy for you that you guys are going. But they still remember that hurt and that pain. And it's affected their relationship with with. Yeah. You know, so it's 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 heartbreaking. Yeah, and, and and again, I mean it's amazing how the how the church will look at something like that. I mean, we're we're supposed to be a hospital for people that are hurt. Mm-hmm. And yeah, do we do we condone sin? No, we should never condone sin. Uh that's that's completely and totally wrong because if if you are actively sinning, you're not actively following Christ. You need to you need to repent, you need to turn from that sin. And if you turn to the church and say, okay, I've, I've had this problem. I, I am wanting to get away from this problem, and I need some help. I need some counseling. I need, and the church says, well, wait a minute. What, what you've done is, is, is too horrible. You've got to leave. It's, that's the worst thing that a church can do. Mm-hmm. You know, we, need, we need to be willing to work with people, walk people through stuff, and help them understand you know, that they're – there's only one thing that will keep you away from an eternal relationship with Christ, and that's not never accepting him as your Savior. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can't do anything that causes you to lose your salvation. So that another, doesn't, another give license, doesn't give us license to sin and just go out and do what we want. We should want to live a, a great lifestyle that emulates Christ. But if we stumble and fall, again, if you stumble and fall by stealing a piece of gum, it's just as bad as having an extramural relationship. Mm-hmm. Another option too for people is, is hey look you know if you did this and your family is breaking apart because of it, then do yourself a favor, ask the pastor, go to the pastor and say hey look, yeah, I, I you know what this this I can't come to this church anymore. I, it, I could see that it's going to cause some problems. There's a lot of other churches in the community most likely. Go find one and 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 may, and have the pastor help you. If you relate to that pastor, mm-hmm. he's going to help you find a church. And you know what, he might even say hey come check in with me every once in a while. You know I mean these people aren't. And, and and here this is a very harsh thing to say. Uh, another podcast to listen to is the fighter and the kid. And the guy's name is Brennan Schaub. He's an ex MMA fighter, and he always says, "Lose my number." And and if you go to a church that is going to kick people out for these rules that we're talking about, mm-hmm. tell that church to lose your number and mm-hmm. go find another church because these it's ridiculous to put people. Uh, you know, don't don't sit on your high horse and point at everybody else. Oh, absolutely. You know, chances chances are too. If you go and talk to your pastor, just like I've talked to ours, there's other people inside of the congregation that are having the same problems. Right. And so, what better way is it that you guys can uh, come together and support each other and get that support versus trying to do it on your own? And and you know, I mean, that's why we're there to help each other. Yeah one of the, one of the greatest lies of the devil is you're the only one. Mm-hmm. No one else would ever struggle with anything that you're struggling with. You're the only one. You are so worthless. You are so useless because you're the only one struggling with this. And it is such a lie because there's no sin except except that which is common to man. We all struggle with stuff. Some of us struggle with with different things at different levels, but we all are struggling with something. Mm -hmm. All right, well, let's end on that. And Pete, you can flirt with me anytime. (laughs) Thanks, Rudy. I will come